0: what's going on everyone this is episode one of the dapper villains podcast the very first i am dana Bluin and i'm joined as always well will be always since this is the first episode by my co-host my partner in dapper villains jay such dave jay what is going on brother
1: very good dana hello uh welcome to our first show
0: yeah first episode man very we've been, excited you've been talking about this for a minute
1: yeah yeah Finally, no. finally, we're doing it, and uh, we have a brand that we agree on.
0: Yeah. Finally,
1: uh, we agree you know what, by compromising. No, yeah. we agree by compromising, which is following what you like, and uh, that, that's, the, that's the best way to compromise. You're an American, and uh, apparently, uh, that's how we compromise, right?
0: That's a, that's American compromise. <laughs> we I go learned, your way. I
1: everything from Donald Trump books. Yes. <laughs> The Art of Negotiating no, no, by Donald no, Trump. I, I really like this name, and um, uh, you, you actually uh, had this name from before, right? Yeah, I, I,
0: I came up with this idea in 2015 and it never really got off the ground. I never really, you know, put the work into getting it to what I wanted it to be. And then when you and I start to talk about doing content, doing a, a podcast, doing a show about sartorial life about men's wear about fashion that it just sort of all clicked together at that point. And I was like, Oh, no. you know, we, we should really flush this out. And as we start to talk about like, Oh, what will it be called? And, uh, we had, we had some other ideas. I had some really bad ideas for a name. You had some, some. Slightly oh yeah. We have, we have the list.
1: We have the list of, uh, <laughs> it was going to be like a bespoke lab or, yeah. um, the, yeah, the there drape. were there were a lot of names. The Drape, yeah, Drape. We we almost went with Drape, and oh, then God, uh,
0: Batman and the Seek. Batman and the Seek. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, so we the problem. The problem with that name is we're both fat men. So <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, "Wait, it's two
0: person." <laughs> <laughs> and, and some people think I'm Sikh Apparently, so like, they're yeah. like wait, two fat you look, Yeah, you look more Sikh than me, man. <laughs> and you're always
1: wearing a hat. Like, I worked so hard to get rid of the hat. Uh, I had to fight with my parents, and
0: that's uh, well, because I'm going bald, right? So I just don't want all the shine from the lights <laughs> in, the, in the episode. So I have to wear a hat. Yeah i've got no, like a so forehead a five head and a six head and That's, they're all very I, shiny
1: i mean according to old uh, ancient myth uh, you're supposed to be very smart because of that
0: oh uh, i'll go with it i'll go with i it. think
1: the, the guy who came up with the theory was bald so, so, bald.
0: so <laughs> bald, no dude with a full head of hair was like oh yeah bald <laughs> people are smart yeah <laughs> yeah but No, I think when we talked about this name, I was like, you know, Jay, I've had this name for for a bit. I I had some ideas to do some things with it. What do you think? And like right away, you were like, man, that I I like it. You know, it it fits what we're talking about. And uh, so over the past um, week or so, you and I have been sort of working on a manifesto about what is Dapper Villains? What does it mean? And so, Jay, I'm going to go ahead and read the manifesto and then we can sort of talk about it. And then also, like, get into your background, my background, and and why we this is a good fit for us or why we feel it is. Sure. So this is the the Dapper Villains Manifesto as it stands now. Language is a peculiar, peculiar thing. You can speak a thousand words all while not making a single point. Or just say a single word and convey more meaning than one can fathom. Words can have multiple meanings depending on the way or the context in which you use them. Because we're using two very unique words in an eclectic way to describe our channel, our podcast, our style, and ultimately ourselves, I thought it would be a good idea to dive in and build the context around our word choice. For us, dapper is our individual style the way we carry ourselves, and the way our style makes us feel. Yes, our styles are vastly different, but both are still dapper. Because for us, dapper is an elevation of style that transcends fashion, that embodies the passion we have for living life and expressing ourselves. Some might consider a villain to be evil, but... You know, that doesn't have to be the case. If we look at the most basic definition of a villain, it's simply a character who opposes the hero. It's a simple definition, often misunderstood. A villain doesn't have to be evil in some specific way. They just have to stand in opposition to the perceived hero in a story. Perceived is the word to focus on here. Why would you perceive something as a hero in a world driven by fast fashion, a 24 seven news cycle an advertising overload through the media, telling you what to wear, how to be a man. No one would blame you. If you perceive that as the standard as the hero of men's style, and it's going to take a villain to step out of the shadows and oppose that view, that, perceived hero to show you in other way a more dapper way throw fast fashion aside step away from consumerism and drown out the media in order to embrace classic men's style understand the rules and then break them as a true dapper villain would we're not here to tell you what to wear we want to help you figure out what it is you want to wear. We want to expose you to style that you might like or you might not. Both are fine. We want you to have a well-formed opinion, though. However, we would be remiss to think the two of us can do this alone. And to that end, we'll bring you conversations with the unsung of menswear, those whose creativity and craftsmanship Make the Dapper Villains ethos possible so we can all learn from each other and expand our satorial perspective. Our goal is to be provocative but thoughtful. And we hope we can also be insightful. So if you desire a journey into the Dapper side of life, then we invite you to let Dapper Villains be your guide. Stay Dapper, stay Villainous.
1: Woo! <laughs> so that's, that, that, that is fire, something bro. jay and
0: i have been kicking back and forth and crafting for a bit now and i think it really does sum up what we want to do here absolutely and uh, it, like i mean uh, at the time
1: we we're doing this uh this is when everybody has to stay at home and stuff so uh, mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of instagram live uh mm-hmm. done by the uh the guys who are uh slightly more uh, famous in the industry and stuff and um what I really see is everybody's really stiff, and menswear yeah. world is, is really stiff. You know, when I've hung out with a lot of these people, and, and they're more, uh, you know, calm and funny and charming. But but like when it's on camera, everybody's really stiff, and uh, I I really want the show to be very different, and uh, that's why the word villain is used here, where yeah. you got to be a bit of a badass. You got to be a bit of a you know, you, uh, we want people to be themselves uh, more on this show. And uh, you don't have to be perfect.
0: You know, the the word villain for us, too, is that, you know, the mainstream of men's fashion now of menswear is is so against what you and I both stand for with regards to sustainability, heritage pieces that will will last a lifetime, things that will be in style 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Not that you're going to look back at. Like, I I look back at some of the things I wore in high school and I'm just like, oh, my. Why? Why would I do that? You know, and we don't want people. The people who we want to listen to the show are people who want to build wardrobes that they'll get the most value from per wear. They're not buying something, wearing it once, and throwing it away. Yeah. They're buying a jacket or a vest or slacks or jeans or shoes or a hat, and it's going to last them a lifetime. Maybe they give it to their kids or their grandkids in 30, 40 years. Those are the types of things that. We we want, you know, people to really embrace and we wanna help them build opinions about that. We don't want to tell you wear this, buy yeah. this jacket, buy the suit. No. We want you to understand why you want a certain jacket or a certain bag or a hat or, or whatever it may be, a pocket square, but understand why it is, what why do you have an affinity for that? And then
1: rather than something that you want to throw away after a few months.
0: Exactly or something that you wear once you throw it in your closet you never wear it again. That that's not at all what we want to do. We want to help mm. you understand menswear, understand the world of men's style. I want to use style over fashion cuz to me fashion is disposable where style is classic. Mm. And that's actually something I learned from Jay. So, you know, he he yeah. is when I met Jay, remember the first time we met with uh, Eric mm. At, were uh, we
1: in a, we were in a strip strip club somewhere?
0: No, no, that was the second. <laughs> no, one.
1: no, oh, that was the. Se-
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, at uh, Muse at the steakhouse, right? The soundtrack is uh, "Back That Ass Up." Uh,
1: that yeah. was the soundtrack, and uh, there, there no, we, we're at Hotel Hotel that, yeah. Muse Hotel Muse. That's yeah, where, hotel like, Muse. where we were at. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you know, I, I think I, I rolled in wearing like jeans and a t shirt. Eric's rocking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Eric's always wearing shorts and some type of like ratty t shirt. Yeah. And there's someone else there. And then Jay's deck guy's got the jacket, the pants, the shirt. And uh this is the thing. Like I walked in there and uh I knew right away you were the you were the tailor guy, you were the Satorial. <laughs> because and we're in a, a steakhouse in a a very high end hotel, and Jay yeah. is the guy who who pops. Okay. Yeah, you know, so like like in like but your style looks good no matter what. And as we get to know each other and talk, like that's what I really learned from you about like this sort of idea of style transcending fashion.
1: Eric introduced me to, uh introduced you to me as a genius and Eric does not say nice things about anyone randomly. So if if he says good things about someone, it's it, chances are it's well scanned, it's well selected, <laughs> well picked, you know. And he also Eric said, someone... you're, you're half blacks in, in, in a way. So that that's also. A...
0: <laughs> Which is no, not true at all. Not true. Yeah. At <laughs> all. But Eric, someone will have on the show at some point because he has oh, a very worldly view of, uh, yeah. Of, yeah. of men's style.
1: He actually helped me expand uh, from being just a polyester salesman walking in Bangkok, door to door salesman. He actually helped me uh, having this idea of solo traveling. And. Uh, to, to hit the road on, on the lowest cost uh, instead of staying in hotels or staying in a backpacker hostels and stuff like that. And uh, that, yeah, that was a very big part of growing the business. And I think that would be a very important conversation.
0: And for those of you guys that don't know, uh, Jay is in, he's in the textiles world deep on many levels. Yeah. Uh, but y- your family is one of the biggest textile merchants in asia which is probably makes him one of the biggest in the world i would imagine and jay has done some very interesting work outside his family's own merchant business developing Mm. suiting fabrics liners all types of creative stuff so like you talk if you want to talk fabric and jay jokes about polyester but i've never seen actually no, i have seen jay wear polyester once he's like (laughs) i couldn't get this printed in cotton and it's like a (laughs) hundred degrees out jay's sweating his shirt sticking to his body (laughs) now i
1: can No, i can now no no but the, here's the thing right um so by uh, by biggest we, we're talking about in the tailoring specific industry because textile is- textile is huge like it could be the yeah. forever 21 the h&m kind of guys
0: and we're talking and, about menswear, yeah,
1: strictly now. strictly menswear custom tailoring and yeah. uh we have been doing this for four generations now and um how my family came to thailand was because uh we're we're Sikhs, uh, Punjab, Punjabis, and uh, when we in, in at that time, we were in the Pakistan side of India, and uh, then the war happened, and uh, we had to move. But Not but we were already yeah, but we were already supplying some things to Thailand, which were which was cloth, and that goes beyond the fourth generation. So we don't know how long we have been the cloth guys, but uh, for what we can track, it's four generations.
0: If you've ever been to Bangkok and bought a suit, chances are you have yeah. fabric that Jay's family pedals. If it's bad, then it's my competitor's fabric. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you've had a, an actual custom baseball bespoke suit in Bangkok, yeah. the fabric came from Jay's family. Ninety nine percent.
1: Yeah, some some parts of it. Like I think the yeah. linings, I would be confidently be able to say that the lining must have come from from me in some way or the yeah. other.
0: Yeah. It, and you know there's not I think one of the things we'll get into in future episodes with me and you is to talk about the difference between a clothier and a tailor. Oh, and, definitely. You know, made to measure and bespoke. Uh and one of the things that you know, I see in America, I see in the West is people who are clothiers are very clear about I'm not a tailor, I'm a clothier. Yeah. You know, and they take pride in that. And they should they because it's yeah. a very difficult job. It's not it easy. Is. Yeah, and you know, it, I would argue to some, especially in the customer service side, it's much more challenging than being a tailor. Yeah, you know, because you're dealing with the expectations of the customer and helping yeah. to manage that. The tailors of the craftsmen, you know. The the clothiers are are really the the front. Stylist. The yeah, yeah, the stylists, yeah. They have to
1: style people. They have to understand. They have to read. They have to yeah. learn. Uh, what the customer wants and the interview process. And and you're so right about this. The Americans take pride in the word clothier. They never say I'm a tailor.
0: Never. They, but they here don't want- in
1: uh, yeah in southeast asia where there are thousands of tailor shops uh yeah. the owners like to you know say they're a tailor sometimes they'll take these photo ops where they're holding the citter- scissors without knowing yeah. how to hold it and uh yeah. just to pretend to be a tailor and they have these like corny ass uh measuring tape with the italian yeah. flag when they have never even been to italy or uh never made a suit from italy which which is the only thing that counts yeah. um so I don't know why there's that. I think I can tell, I can say why because it's they they don't really understand what it takes to be a clothier. Like they don't, uh, and they don't appreciate that. They they feel like they have to bluff to say they are tailor, yeah. And um, that's so unnecessary. And, and we really want to point this out uh, as we do more and more interviews with uh, businesses from uh, small to medium size.
0: From tailors to clothiers, I mean, and you know, like, like you said, unfortunately in Asia, and it's not just a Thailand thing. I think it's for the most part all across Asia. Hong Kong, it pro- you probably don't see it as much, just because there's a uh, there's a bit of like the British culture injected there still in the in the suiting world. I would but- say Hong yeah. Kong
1: is very similar to Thailand regarding to the business aspects of it, yeah. like where. Uh, there's there's, you know, in Simchasui, there's the fake uh, market where, you know, a lot of polyester suits are sold yeah. as the most, uh, you know, the best of the best Italian wool, super 200 or whatever, some unreal, <laughs> unrealistic fucking figure. And, uh, you know, and you can say that in uh, Bangkok and you can say that in Kuala Lumpur, you can say that in Singapore. In yeah. Singapore, there's an area called Orchard uh, where yeah. there are tons of these tailors uh, that, tailors, you know, 20, cool. 20, 20, 24 hours uh, suits. Yeah, 12
0: hour come back for your fitting in 12 hours
1: yeah 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 so there's a lot of that and uh we have been customers of that uh actually dana made uh suits with one of my customers as well so um yeah yeah and i don't
0: mind i mean like like yeah if you and like you see super 200 like well like you know that's a lie yeah right but you know like the thing is if you're buying like if you just want something to wear something to throw on you know and it's not going to be a heritage piece like i'll get shirts made at, at bk no problem because to me cotton is cotton yeah you know i'm getting the pattern and they're all 90% 99% of shirts that are custom i'll put air quotes custom made in or made to measure in bangkok are probably sewn at the same five factories in mm. the city <laughs>
1: right? Yeah.
0: They- they cut two meters, two and a half meters off the roll. They give it to a driver on a scooter and yeah. he drops it off at the factory with the measurements. And yeah. they, they take those measurements and they say, okay, this pattern fits closest to those measurements.
1: Yeah, I wish I wish they didn't lie about the fabric construction because our industry actually is a noble, it's a it's a good work. It's it's nothing yeah. wrong with it. And we, I mean, guys, our size wouldn't be able to fit in some H and M and stuff, right? And and wow. we just talked wow. about how H and M and all these things, clothes and all, they're all one-time wear, right? Why would yeah. you want to own something that you can't wear for a long time? Like a white shirt, you you should be able to wear it again and again. Yeah. Why do you need it's so many hair. white shirts? Yeah. Why do you need so many white shirts? And like, they, yeah. It's you know, I,
0: I, what white's nice, like if, especially for me, if you're wearing it under something, I, I wore a white shirt the other day on a uh, on a video and it was just blown out. Right. So like it, it depends on what I'm wearing it for. But like, yeah, white cotton does look amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, why would I buy a cheap, like thin poly blend white shirt for five dollars from a fast fashion store like H&M that one yeah. is never going to fit a guy my size anyway? Yeah, you know, I for me to get a shirt to fit, I would have to buy an oversized shirt from uh, we have a store here in Thailand called Tokyo, yeah, 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 yeah. which which is automatically going to cost me more money than uh, a made to measure shirt here, right? Then I have to bring it home, pin it, and tailor it. So I'd have to take the sides in and have to dart the back myself just to get a fit. It's it's funny how
1: on, on the very first episode we we're talking about Thailand a lot, but all of our episodes actually I don't think we will interview anybody from Thailand at all. Probably it's, not. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a lot of Americans we're interviewing. Uh, yeah, I I do hope you know like we were talking about interviewing Claudiers and mm. tailors. Uh, I know a lot of really cool tailors in Italy that. Mm. Um, uh, but, but they don't speak, speak a yeah they don't speak a word of english and uh you know none of us speak italian i only know the bad words so i don't know how to interview him with a <laughs> you know but uh, yo but that would be so interesting if we interview an italian tailor like mm. a real og and some of these yeah. characters i mean just the character itself makes them you know makes you want to talk to them
0: yeah
1: but uh, we will start with uh, mostly Americans or European uh, clothiers. And from well, I mean, that, that's businesses.
0: where the real, like I said, the, those are people who take pride in being a clothier. Yeah. Right. And, and that's why we want to talk to them because that, that is a skill. And, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll go out and call it a craft, a skill itself, just like being a tailor is a craft. Yeah. Right. Being a textile merchant is a, is a skill. You have to understand. know what these are like jay can name a fabric from touch like if we're somewhere he looks at it he touches it he knows enough about it like if i if i pull up a fabric i want to see if it's poly blend you know i have to give it a burn test and see if it beads and all these things jay can touch it and be like oh this is like maybe five percent polyester in this I'm like how do you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's because the,
1: the range of what we supply is is uh really from top to bottom and uh so actually, yeah. And, and yeah, like at this time, especially uh, my luxury business is dying, is it's suffering very badly uh, because who's going to make a two thousand dollar suits to wear to wear? Like, you know, we are on a lockdown. But but, um, you know, the, because of the, the business is a merchant, I'm a merchant, not a mill. Right. So I can, it's dynamic. It's very flexible. Uh, now everybody's looking for muslin to make the uh, ah masks and stuff. And that's all we have been selling. Water repellent fabric uh, printed uh, for our kids uh, mm-hmm. to wear, you know, what would be safe to wear to breathe because uh, mm-hmm. color, not all colors work. Like fabric from China, you cannot make a mask because how can you breathe that stuff, yeah. um, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so, the same thing with me. Like, so like, my, like I make bags and yeah. you know, the majority of what I sell and so like my high-end, like my denim briefcase for men, no one's buying that right now. Yeah. And the same thing, we switched to making masks because that's what people need. That's what people want. So we're making fabric masks nonstop. And, you know, it's the same thing. Like, we use Japanese fabric. You actually have one of my masks. You and your parents have them. Uh, but, you know, we use Japanese prints. Then we use muslin. And uh, there's – Thais call this fabric salu. I think it's just cotton gauze. Yeah. Right, the inner layers. Is that cotton. kind of
1: t- transparent uh, fabric yeah, with little paint bubbles paint. on it.
0: Yeah, it's got the loose weave in it, and uh, th- so that we put that in the middle. But yeah, that's what a lot of people are looking for now. And then, like, I just got two rolls. I got a roll of mo- black muslin and a roll of salute.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm glad uh, at least at least it's not as uh, scarce anymore. I think they've they've been yeah. doing some some action. Like people are not hoarding that shit anymore. I mean, yeah. uh, I wish uh, you know we 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 weren't having to talk about this, but I mean, it, it is really showing the. The badness of humanity too, right? This time where, you know, uh, we're seeing like um, how people act. Uh, yeah, it, like it's strange times.
0: Generally very cheap. I got it from my supplier wholesale at, at twenty baht per yard, right? But wow. if I go, if I go to the uh, the fabric shop, that I won't say who, but one of the fabric shops I go to normally, uh, they're selling it at like fifty.
1: Twenty baht would be like how many um, US? It's not like even a dollar. a dollar. So yeah. it's like
0: a 90 cents per yard. Let's mm-hmm. say roughly. Yeah. Not 95 cents per yard, I guess 20.
1: Sure. I'm not yeah. the math guy. Uh, then, you know, <laughs> I'm I, the storytelling I was, I was, bullshit
0: guy. <laughs> yeah, and then I was able to get my muslin at, and uh, like just over a dollar per yard, like a dollar, dollar two.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, what what like, got you into making masks? Like, I mean, if if we if we talk about what you do, it would the the. Yeah. I mean, you just added me on LinkedIn today, but I, I I haven't looked at it yet. But I was wondering how long is your LinkedIn profile? Because it's like from a, a wrestling referee to like a podcast to a tailor
0: to what do you yeah, do, I, man? <laughs> back, I guess mine goes back to 1998. Yeah. You know, I started my first company and then I went to work for another startup. So yeah, I came from the tech world and, um, you know, sewing has always been something I was interested in. And then, you know, I started to learn it and then I started to really get interested in making certain types of things. And, and that's kind of what pulled me into it. But yeah, I come from the, I'm an engineer by education and I'm not, I'm not, ai don't have any fashion education background or textiles education background. Um, you know, I've done some design courses and stuff like that, but for the most part, I'm an engineer. And so I just happen to get interested in sewing and, and making things, you know, Jib, my, um, my girlfriend is very much in the craft, arts and craft space in, in Thailand. She's fairly, I don't want well-known or popular, but she's got, she's very successful with what she does. And so it just you know it makes for like a very harmonious uh, household when we're both just constantly making yeah, things.
1: Yeah, I see like bolts of yarns at your house, and uh,
0: we have a whole uh, room on the second floor like that's just yarn. It's like her, her stock for her customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but unlike Jay, who was essentially born into the fabric trade.
1: Yeah, when we were kids, we were playing, uh, you know, me and my brother would play on the fabric rolls and we would do hide and seek uh, where, because the fabrics would be stocked in, in the house. So still that's... Still stuck house, it it yeah. is still stocked in my house. Uh, but uh, the house we grew up was di- different. It was a joint family business. Oh. And uh, we were making these... Uh, we call it the fox silk, which is basically fake silk, but fake in French, so it sounds uh, more oh. luxurious. <laughs> so uh, it's it's washable and so so that we had tons of like twenty thousand yards of that stuck in the house, and we would play hide and seek over there. and like so we grew up seeing fabrics uh, yeah. and uh,
0: you never had a choice on career. You're always going to be in the fabric game.
1: I tried. I tried. Uh, my, my dad was very cool about it. He, he let me do. Uh, he was like, yeah, do whatever you want and uh, really? just make more money than me. But uh, how do I make more money than you? You've been doing it for 30 years. You know, yeah. so, uh, it was not easy. I tried tech, to be honest, mm-hmm. but I did I did it the wrong way. I tried hardware instead of software and uh, hardware distribution Oh, it's a, it's a pain in the ass. And uh, oh, yeah. it's like dealing with these iStudios, the guys who sell Apple uh, gadgets. And by the time we shipped the the phone cases from china the new models are already out like the the time yeah. gap it's a ticking time bomb where in in fabrics if you stock a fabric for 10 years if it went out of fashion it will come back into fashion it doesn't go away the fabric is not it doesn't get destroyed so so it still works but it who, no what are you going to do with an iphone one case
0: now right no. <laughs> <laughs> that's true though i've actually bought fabric someone i, I bought a, a half a bolt of denim yeah. someone found this like 15 year old salvage denim in their warehouse and they were like hey you know i've got 50 it's like half a bolt so it's like what 30 yards like I got 30 yards of uh of salvage denim from like 15 years ago and it smells like kind of burnt i was like i went and took a look at it there was no mold it was fine i bought it all i mean that should become
1: vintage right away
0: everyone loved it i made totes from that and the the totes sold out like right away right away
1: yeah i mean that's 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 what the difference is but um with fabrics uh i still got to do my tech side um because now when when I failed in IT miserably uh, and the competitors were really, really smart. I mean, like the, the, the gadget world, like the people in the gadget world were all really, really smart. Like looking in, into textile, like I'm competing with dinosaurs, you know, and uh, some of them don't even have fabrics online. They don't have pictures of their fabrics. They have a shitty Facebook profile that they're doing ads nonstop for a bad picture. I don't know why, um, you know, things like that. But, but it, what i what i i had a chance to implement was the technology the the websites the online store like we have like so many websites we have four ios apps uh, that's that's specifically for tailors but then we had to remove it because our system got too advanced that uh we didn't need the app anymore um but it, it's it's still uh huddersfield textiles a uk company that's very much tech that's that's almost like a tech company selling fabrics, yeah. And well, that
0: also, a lot of people don't realize you're, you're the guy who who really made custom liners possible.
1: Custom, yeah, custom liners. So it came along with the technology of being able to print on fabrics at a lower minimum. So, like linings, for example, in order to make linings. uh print, especially we'd have to do rotary printing where uh, it's a huge machine and we'd have to do it at like a 10,000 yards at a time where, so so to, to be able to sell something 10,000 yards, you would have to make designs that are almost cheesy, are, yeah. generic, like it's, and and it, it becomes very, you know, it lacks any form of innovation. And then I found, like I'm wearing a, a skull lining right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lining should be representative of who you are because that's the only tattoo your suit can have. And and removing, try removing a lining from your jacket. It's almost like making a new suit, you know. So, um,
0: we had that conversation because you wanted to, you had a jacket you really loved, but you hated the liner, right?
1: Yeah. The lining was uh, dripping and stuff. He
0: was like, no.
1: Yeah. He was like, dude, uh, just let's make a new one because I'm going to charge you the same money. So uh, that gave me the idea of uh, creating uh, lining patterns based on different stories so that when a person wears it, they can relate to that as much as possible, at least. And, uh, you know, we're now getting linings like, you know, when Kobe Bryant passed away, so many people asked for a custom Kobe lining collage in their suit. And uh, before they get married, you know, they make these suits where it's a husband and wife photo collage and stuff. So that's what's been possible. And um, And that adds to the custom You're
0: also doing your own lines right so you've got now can i talk about the uh the one we uh, were talking about the other day
1: cotton prints
0: no no the uh the liner design is it out yet the uh warrior
1: uh the mongolian warriors yeah. so uh i am actually wearing uh the pocket square um right now this is made by sunflower man this is this is done on silk printed from italy and uh, hand rolled in italy but uh it's painted by one of the guys we will interview from uh fort worth yeah uh, texas and uh he drew this and um we we made it into a series and we can we can make linings out of it and stuff so it's it's a lot more personal and uh, i i believe that adds to the word custom because the custom really should be not limited to anything right
0: no absolutely and I think the, you know, this is one of the things that I hope that we can educate men about in this or people in general. May you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, women are, are starting to really gravitate to menswear as well from a style perspective. So we might have yeah. some women listeners, but, you know, educate people as to like what their choices are and in what the the heritage, history or decision behind that is. Yeah. So like. You know, Lacey, you and I, and I, I said this in the manifesto. You and I have very different styles. You know, yeah. where I, I, I dress much more functionally. I wear vests almost all the time. I like the uh, the band collars versus a a, a pointed collar. Yeah. Uh, when I do wear a pointed collar, I, I like to wear a bow tie. Um, yeah. If I if I wear one at all, and uh, Jay is very much a jacket and shirt guy. Um,
1: I mean, this is it's my job as well, and uh, I do have access to uh good tailor, so it's just hard to say no to a good jacket you know
0: yeah whereas like i'm not i don't like to really throw a jacket on all that often one because it's hot and i sweat a lot it is really hot like just above freezing it's snowing out i could be sweating it's very possible um but for me and i also like the functionality because i'll work in the vest so if i'm cutting or i'm sewing i can still keep the vest on and maintain my range of motion yeah you know, plus I I do like to do curls in the gym, so I want people to know that. And if I wear a jacket, you know, it's, it's not quite as visible.
1: I don't do anything in the gym, so I have to. I need a jacket.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw your push up your push up post the other day that Eric it, tagged it, you. And what was really, up with that?
1: It's really bad, right?
0: Oh my god!
1: It, it's, look, the look. it's the angle. It's I actually did a good push up, but it's it's it was the angle. But, like, no, god. no, it wasn't. It was the angle. It was like I shouldn't.
0: Not it was actually really mind.
1: good uh, military, military level push-up. It was,
0: I took mine from the same angle as you brother. And uh, mine looked, a did lot you do different. it? I didn't know you yeah. do it. I didn't see you do it. I, did I 30. didn't I did get tagged, for it. I I didn't get tagged it. for it. You didn't tag me. Oh, no. Cause you were tagged in Eric's and so was I. So I, I just followed up on oh,
1: I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So I'll do it again and I'll tag so, you.
1: That's how we will sign, sign off the show. Uh, I can do push-ups uh. <laughs>
0: No need. Now, if you did him in a jacket, though, I would have been impressed.
1: All right. Let's do it right now.
0: No, okay. <laughs> well, we talk about one of the things that we'll get into in the future in a future episode is the construction of jackets. Because I, I joke about like sweating and stuff like that and the range of motion, uh, which is true. Like I, I do need more range of motion than a jacket can provide me. But some jackets have quite a bit range of motion and are very breathable. Yeah. Right? And I think that's one of the things a lot of people are just starting to to discover about men'swear, especially people who are just getting into it that you don't need this fully lined built up canvas jacket. There's like is, are you wearing a canvas jacket right now or is that? Actually, um, you brought
1: up a very interesting point. We should interview somebody from uh, uh, one guy from Italian fabric mill and we could talk to them about the technical stuff of open weave and yeah. like what i'm wearing is a wool silk and linen by Catropoli. so it's got that uh linen breathability but um you know it's li- it's fully lined so it's not as breathable as I, I would uh hope it would be but this is like in the very beginning of making jackets that that i got this this uh, jacket but is that um or no half well, is done by the tailor who uh, stabbed a guy in the neck with a fork. So I don't want to ask too many questions. He says it's full canvas. And I said, yeah, let,
0: let's do sure, it. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, But I don't think uh, he bullshits a lot. Uh, so, so, uh, so it's
0: interfaced all the way
1: up. Uh, probably. It's probably fucking glued up. What, what am I going to do? Debate with him? He's going to stab me in the neck with a fork again. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's my tailor. Uh, so uh, you know, like, especially in the suit world, right? Uh, everybody, anybody can criticize anybody's suit. If you see anybody wearing a suit, you can go and look at it and say, "Ah, this, this is wrong with it. This is wrong with it. This is wrong with
0: it." Mm, very true.
1: And, but delivering the suit is the most important thing for a custom callier to do, which is uh, they have to give that last confidence to that mm. person, because because that person will now have to go into a war and and talk to different people and and have different people criticizing and stuff. Mm. And the last guy who delivered my suit was a guy who stabbed the guy in the neck with a fork. So I'm not going to mess with that. And uh, I believe in
0: it. Not, you, you love yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm scared of him.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you know, but like you talked about the, the different weights of wools now. So I'm wearing a, this is a heavier wool that I'm wearing, and but it's yeah. a vest. So it's not as bad for me. Yeah. And uh, it's obviously lined. I don't think you could do an online vest. I'm not sure. No, you can. Yeah. No. Not that I've seen. Yeah, Kenya?
1: Kenya. yeah, yeah. Huh? Italians do a lot of things like fully,
0: totally online, and uh, I Naples about Italian style, man. Italian tailoring is just you so. Don't dig it? I love it. No, oh, I love you love it. it. Okay. I'm not a fan of British style, like British. We
1: tailoring. totally should do the show in Florence, Italy, uh during Pitti Umo, and uh, you know we have our our setup, and uh, we can yeah. just interview a bunch of people. Like like this series, I don't want to start it with interviewing people who people consider famous. But I want to interview somebody who who has a more unique story. Like some of the first few guests uh, that we will have. Um, first guy is a, a friend of mine in Atlanta. He's a he he owns a page called Real Black Menswear, and and uh, he he loves movies and talking about styles from different movies back in the uh, back in, uh, from different uh, time oh. and uh, yeah, uh, and um, his name is Jason J J Gats. You know, and Great then uh, the next, uh, next, yeah, the next guy is Sunflower Man, uh, who is um, who who did this painting for my Pocket Square, and uh, he is very well known in the industry actually. But but his story is very unique because um, he's an artist in the sartorial world. And uh, sorry, yeah, I was were- gonna say
0: I think that uh, one one of the things we said in the in the manifesto yeah was that you know we want to talk to the unsung of menswear right the unsung, people yeah, who very much so you know, maybe they don't they're not like the the we don't want to talk to tom ford we don't i mean not that we don't want to talk if tom ford wants to talk to us of course we're going to talk to him <laughs> sure, we'll ford.
1: throw the manifesto away
0: and uh right <laughs> <I've heard that laughs> motherfucker right now I'll
1: hump, I'll hump his legs
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know but what what we're saying is it's not that we don't want to talk to them it's that we we see an opportunity that there's so many people who are influential in the space without being well known yeah that you know we can we can learn a lot from them because they don't get the attention that like i said a, a tom ford or uh ralph Lauren get like yeah. i said not that we don't want to talk to them if they want to talk to us of course we're not going to say no we're not stupid yeah
1: but yeah but we we want to share different perspectives and yeah. um you know because so that and and the goal of this podcast is definitely to to help small businesses in any industry learn something, have some takeaway from from the show. That yeah. and it's a, it's it's a lot of fun. It's not too stiff, you know. We that's why we chose the podcast format so that it can be as long as you want or as short as you want. It's no yeah. fixed uh, presets of things to do. There's no, but we do have this uh, ten questions that we ask and. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's it's very interesting and I hope you guys like it.
0: Yeah, we have a so it's not the whole interview that we're planning on doing, but we have like ten questions we want to drop into every interview and get like uh this way it allows us to gauge people's responses to the same ten questions across hopefully hundreds of interviews and then say and some of them are, are very kind of tongue in cheek or fun and some are very kind of serious, but they all deal directly with menswear.
1: Yeah i mean uh, and uh, it, it it sort of lets you reflect uh, lets you see how they think about certain items like uh perhaps maybe uh we we could re- we could give an example of one of the questions yeah, like yeah. um what's the favorite what's your favorite um sartorial items i believe it what's was your favorite accessory what's your favorite menswear <laughs> item? menswear accessory
0: what's yours actually dana my favorite accessory yeah, oh. I love suspenders. I wear suspenders every day, and right. I have suspenders on under my vest. And right. uh, I love uh, cufflinks.
1: I love cufflinks too. Yeah, yeah. What you,
0: what's your favorite? The pocket square. Mine one? would be
1: mine would be the pocket square. Yeah, yeah, because um, pocket square puts me in a mode. Like like this one, especially every time I go into something that I feel like it's a war. Yeah. Uh, I, I would wear this because this is like when Mongolians would win a war, they'd cut the head of their competitor and bring it back. And it's it's very violent, but uh, that's why we purposely, you know, made the head look kind of cartoonish yeah. so that, it, you know, it doesn't look too uh, violent, but.
0: It's very juxtaposition to the warrior's realism. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I mean, like, it's, it's kind of like how I listen to music too. It's either jazz or gangster rap. And
0: uh, <laughs> this is my gangster mode uh, pocket square. But then I'm, I'll, I'll have, have flowers it's either jazz or maybe some blues and uh hip-hop all right yeah and then one of the other ones one of the one i think is the most fun is uh we ask all of our we'll ask all of our guests is it ever okay to wear denim on denim on denim on denim you know the canadian tuxedo yeah and i think that there's just something really fun about that because you know one it's a look that is kind of popular not in menswear but in like the workwear world people love that denim on denim yo look. let's
1: let's wear that shit to pity or let's do one show where both of us are wearing that and and just straight up denim on yeah, denim. just just shock the guy shock the guest like
0: <laughs> what the hell is this going on but you know one of the funny things is you see a lot of menswear especially on youtube a lot of there's a lot of hate for denim outside of just jeans so outside of pants a lot of, like, especially on the YouTube menswear world, a lot of people are like, oh, don't wear denim shirts. Don't wear denim shorts. Don't wear, you know, denim jackets to 1980s. Don't wear that. But, mm. you know, th- there's so much fun about denim and there's so much you can wear about it. Now, I don't, I'll actually, I don't think I've ever seen you wear any denim, Jay.
1: Uh, as jeans, I do, but um, yeah, I, I would love to get into that uh, denim. Again, is a, because I'm very focused on uh, menswear, uh, classic menswear items like you know suits and sh- shirts yeah. and linings and stuff. Um, denim is a whole different world on its own, and uh, that's one thing. Denim and then knitted fabrics and then women's wear; these are all different textiles. So, but if it's what, what is the closest, I would say it's denim and I would love to get into that world and understand it a little bit more and stuff like what I wear is based on what I have learned, like this fabric I supply and I got this from Naples and I wanted to wear it to know what it feels like and stuff. Mm. So it's more like a research rather than my own style. Yeah. And and then when I wear it, I start to like it. So it becomes my style. So it's very much evolving all the time.
0: Mm. One of the other, uh, questions that we we have planned to ask is uh we we tell the we'll tell the guests like you can only use one fabric for the rest of your life well wool linen or cotton which one yeah. and why and yeah. you know I'm, I'm interested to see what people say because i think in my mind when i think about menswear you know i would imagine like, if you can only pick one most people are going to pick wool just because it's so prominent but, or it's
1: so related to our industry right yeah, like
0: what so a... that but i i I almost guarantee there's gonna be there's gonna be great arguments for cotton. There's gonna be great arguments for linen. Someone might even yeah. be like, "No, no, you gotta have silk. Or we gotta do silk." And this is why. Yeah. So I'm excited to see. Or there'll be there'll
1: be some uh, some guys who break the rules and just say like, "What about all that stuff?" And then we have to be serious and say like, yeah. "No, I gotta pick one."
0: What about a blend?
1: Yeah. What about a blend? Yeah. Actually, what about a blend? A blend like linen blend is that okay to be an answer?
0: I, well, I mean, if we're going to – I think the, the whole point is to constrain them, right, to make them think outside yeah. the box and be creative yeah. with the answer. So, yeah. obviously, I mean, if I was going to pick any of them, I'd probably pick, like, a, a linen – if I was going to have a suit done, like a wool linen blend.
1: Right. right? I mean, that That's would be my little answer little to too. Like, I think for big guys, wool and linen works best because it's just fast to breathe and, you know, like I mean, linen. I
0: cotton, but, like, I, I don't I don't love seersucker, right? So, like, I'm not going to – I can't see myself doing a cotton suit. But de- you know, by the same token, Denim's cotton.
1: Yeah. yeah. Know,
0: cotton's also the least environmentally friendly. Do you reckon? In- compared to wool and linen.
1: Mm. Especially so, with uh with the yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You
0: know, the water and the processing yeah. and Hemp is an interesting fabric that we have or interesting fiber we haven't seen in suiting yet or I haven't at least not at the I've,
1: I've got hemp uh, and I always use this uh, line to talk to like I, I, I buy it from a brand in Italy called Fratelli Dalle Delfino mm. and uh, they have this uh, really nice blue and uh, cherry red hemp uh, blazer fabric. Oh and, nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's about a $100 a, a meter. So it's, it's on the expensive side, but it's still, I mean, it's still worth it because that jacket you can wear forever because it's a uh-huh. hopsack uh blue jacket. Mm-hmm. So you can wear it with anything. So like things like that is worth investing in for
0: sure. I looked at some uh, hemp, hemp denim uh, yeah. from India maybe about uh, a year ago, and I like the quality of it, but it. Like I wanted to get it like in a salvage width. I, I wanted to. A lot of the bags I do use the salvage ID edge, and they didn't do salvage hemp denim. And the shipping was just insane to get like a bolt from India to here. It was like nuts. So I was like, ah, I'm See,
1: India. India this. has so many interesting fabrics. Bro, I made I made a big big mistake uh, by buying one big lot from India. I bought a huge uh, amount of linen. And uh, you know paid everything in cash and uh, got screwed on that deal. The fabric smelled like curry. you know uh, dude, seriously. Like, it was a luxury, 100% cotton shirting uh, yeah. and, and, and linen. Uh, but the cotton all smelled really bad. And, uh, apparently, I was like, why does it smell like food? Why does it smell like curry, but like in a bad smell, you know? And this, yeah. this is supposed to be like a, an expensive shirting fabric. Mm-hmm. And it uh, turns out it's because of their finishing, uh water uh that they have is, is very you know bad and, and that's yeah. what refla- and you're supposed to like open the rolls and let it breathe and but the whole room would stink and it was so bad you but buy uh, I bought like this like 140 double two ply uh shirting fabrics and uh the, so the shirting was okay I mean the fabric felt amazing I mean Indians Indians and Arabs uh, how they would buy fabrics uh, like the end users would go and buy fabrics and then take it to the tailor So yeah. the people in general knew more about fabrics They were not being hustled by tailors about the fabric mm. quality They were the ones who go and shop separately and you would see that in certain parts of Africa too Like the fabric shops to separate and the tailor is separate. You buy the fabric and you go to the tailor You yeah. don't let the tailor tell you what to wear Hmm so yeah, I think
0: that's uh, yeah. that's one of the, the big things about india in general i mean the fabrics that do come out of there are very nice yeah and i got the sample book i have for these hemp's the hemp's are, are gorgeous but they, they want to airship me a, a bolt and it was like almost as much as the bolt it would have doubled my cost to buy a bolt of hemp denim from india mm-hmm. which I'm, Man, I'm not
1: let's see let's see them. i mean um Italy. I'm very, I'm very satisfied with what I've gotten out of Italy from for for now. Um, You know, uh, it was always a dream to visit Italy, Uh, but uh, you know, I've been there like twenty times now. I have a few very, very good relationships, very good brands. Uh, So the access to fabrics is is amazing. Um, Before as well, I've been to Pity six times. Uh, It's a bit too much. I'm I'm starting to get sick of it, but uh, (laughs) but (laughs) it's, it's good. Every time I go. Every time I go, it's been an evolution of uh, relationships. Like, um, yeah. you know, the first time is just, oh, I met you on Instagram, and then how are you and stuff like that. But then, second time, okay, that's why it's terrible. Uh, but you know, second time we we now follow each other on Instagram deeper. We have had a phone call conversation. We hung out, you know, mm. so it, it becomes more and more real relationships and. Um, and then, you know, after six times, you become homies. And uh, instead of uh, intensely socializing, networking, yeah. you're now going back You're going back to hang out with friends, with all friends.
0: Yeah. So it's and the- you're going of Peacock, right?
1: Oh, Peacock. We'll definitely talk about this term, Peacock, yeah. uh, in the coming episodes. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of that, yeah.
0: And that's your favorite thing to do, right? Is you're the you're the stand in the
1: corner, wait, wait, waiting for. You know, I was featured on GQ Italy by being a peacock, but uh, yeah, at first I thought I was featured. Somebody sent me a picture, and uh, on the phone it looks like I was the one who featured. But I was talking to this really cool guy, and it turns out when I looked at it on the computer, I was blurred out, and and they were trying to they were trying to photo that guy. And uh, I got in, but, I, you know, I, I use that on my Tinder profile now, so.
0: Yeah. I was on GQ, Italy GQ. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. My fat ass got on there, but turns out it was because of my fat ass that got me on. <laughs> they were like, get out of the
0: frame, motherfucker. No, yeah, on Tinder, you're like, as seen in GQ Italy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's my profile. <laughs> so now the now the ladies know the real story.
1: That's, yeah, that's it. I mean ladies or ladyboys I mean Tinder
0: in Thailand you get a lot of guys <laughs> yeah, just, we did we did a uh, an episode before on my YouTube channel oh, with Yo. uh, a ta- a clothier from Bangkok named Andy and he's uh, he had uh, like
1: well, a very disturbing he's lady ladyboy story he's more, of a, he's more of a business my uh man than a yeah. clothier or, or a tailor uh but uh yeah i mean that's why i believe in this podcast uh format because you can get a lot of crazy shit out of people
0: <laughs> if it's a oh, two-minute interview it's different he didn't know she was a lady boy till he got home then he's like oh, i'll give it a go yeah yeah uh we will link uh should we link it down below or something yeah, <laughs> no, let's, let's make link it find the out whole, it? that full episode in the uh in the show notes in the yeah. description. And people can check that out if they want.
1: <laughs> no, no, but uh, it's, it's a good format. And uh, yeah. we, uh, you know, let's, let's hope we get some cool guests. And uh, we, uh, most, most importantly, we hope you guys, the viewers learn mm-hmm. something every episode. And, it and, and laugh, what you, know, you know, right? Sorry?
0: Question you have about menswear, if there's something that you want to know as a viewer, or yeah. someone you want to talk to, leave a comment. Right? Yeah. Let it let us know because we want to make content for you. So if you want to know about you know jacket construction or you know how something's made, how something's put together, or how something you know, if you want to know more about color science, let us know and we will we will get the guests to talk about that or we'll share our experience in that in that yeah. space. Yeah. So there's a lot. That we can dive into in the menswear realm. So, if you want to know about accessories, rings, watches, let us know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think All with right. that, you, let's let's wrap it up. Yeah. And uh, guys, you should be seeing by the time you see this, episode two should just be a few days away. Stay dapper. Right. Stay villainous. Mm-hmm.